You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL for FanRag Sports, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers, and you can find all of the podcast content at LockedOnPackers.com. You can find my writing about the NFL playoffs, as sad as it might make you, at FanRag NFL, and you can find all of my Packers writing at acmepackingcompany.com. It is Wednesday. We are back this week after about a week off. I was on vacation. Thanks for bearing with me. And a lot has happened, so we have a lot to talk about, a lot to dig into. Not all of it necessarily Packers-specific, but I think as we move through the offseason, one of the things that I want to try and do is give you a broader sense of what's going on in the NFC, what's going on in the NFL, and the things that, that would be affecting... The Packers moving forward, the Packers next season or two seasons from now, trends that the Packers may be ahead or behind on, coaches the Packers might have interest in in the future or in the present, and to to give you a, a sort of full perspective look at how the Packers are going to exist in this league moving forward. Because I, I don't think we can have a Packers podcast and just talk about the Packers what we have to do is talk about the Packers in broader context. We have to say, okay, this is this is what the team looks like. This is what the team maybe needs to look like. This is where they need to go, a direction they need to go in because the league is doing X, Y, and Z. Or the Packers are doing X, Y, and Z, and the league is doing A, B, and C, and, and this is what that means. This is how those things interact. So we can start first and foremost with the Packers because – since I last talked to you, the Packers made it official that Mike Pettin would be the defensive coordinator. And I, I, I made the case for the hire last week, and so I don't, I don't want to rehash that. Although, the, the more that I've thought about it, the more that I think that this is a, this is a good hire. And I, I think Packer fans that are let down about not getting Vic Fangio, uh, that's understandable. I get that. But Mike Pettin is a really good football coach. And he is not just a function of Rex Ryan. He has coached multiple top 10 defenses without Rex Ryan. And I think he's going to bring an attitude and a a toughness to this team that it needs. Joe Witt Jr. was promoted to passing game coordinator. This is the second defensive coordinator firing that he survived. He was was a holdover um, before Dom Capers arrived. Mike McCarthy held on to him. And now he's being promoted. And it looks like Darren Perry, the safeties coach, is going to move on. Winston Moss, the linebackers and assistant head coach, is going to move on. He's probably going to be a defensive coordinator candidate at some other places. Perry could be a DB's coach. He could be a defensive coordinator somewhere. We don't know where they're going to be, but they're not going to be here. And the reason that that's significant in the in the immediate future is that the Seahawks also cleaned house this offseason. They did a very similar thing to what the Packers did, and they said, okay, Pete Carroll, you're our guy. And he said, I I can't move forward with my staff. 
So he cleaned out his offensive staff, his defensive staff, despite the fact that 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 defense was really good when it was healthy. I think Pete Carroll wants more control over the defense, and so he is bringing in Ken Norton Jr. That's not the part of this that's interesting to me. The part that's interesting to me is Chris Richard and Michael Barrow don't have jobs now. And that's interesting for two reasons. Number one, they're both very good coaches. And Richard was a defensive coordinator at in Seattle and was considered one of the best young coaches in the league just a few years ago. Was seen as a future head coach. Dan Quinn gets a head coaching job. Gus Bradley gets a head coaching job out of this Pete Carroll defense tree. And Richard seemed like the next one. He was going to be the next guy. And so to have him out like this is legitimately shocking. Uh, in context, it's a little less shocking because Pete Carroll essentially wants to exert a little bit more control over the defense. So he brings in a guy that that was his linebackers coach and that who maybe he can, he can bend his ear a little bit more. The reason this is interesting is of the openings that are out there, and we're going to talk about some of the head coaching changes a little bit later in the show, is Richard going to get the opportunity to be a DC somewhere? So let's say Pat Shermer takes the Giants job. Is Richard going to be a, a candidate for the defensive coordinator job there? Or is, is Shermer going to want to take someone from the Vikings staff? And Josh McDaniels is expected to take the Colts job. Is he going to, is he going to take Richard, Or is he going to take someone else? Now, we don't know the answers to those questions at this moment because the the Seattle firing is so new. The reason I bring this up is Mike Patton was a consultant in Seattle last year. The Packers promoted Joe Witt, but but technically do not have a DB's coach. They don't have they they split up their DBs. So some teams will just have a defensive backs coach that's in charge of corners and safeties. The Packers split up those responsibilities. So Darren Perry coaches the safeties, Joe Witt Jr. coaches the corners. Well, with Joe Witt Jr. being promoted, now the Packers, what they could do is say, okay, well, this guy technically is uh, has a cornerback's background. Richard has coached both. Why don't we say, okay, we're going to have a passing game coordinator on defense and we're going to ha- bring in Richard if he's, if he's willing to take a job like a DB's coach job and handle both the cornerbacks and the safeties. And we still have a guy who has a background with our corners in Joe Witt Jr. The other part is Winston Moss is a linebacker's coach. And so is Michael Barrow. In fact, they held very similar titles within their respective organizations. And so I, Michael Barrow was was a guy that I had floated as a potential defensive coordinator hire this offseason for someone because of his, his experience with the scheme. He's a former player. He was a coach at Miami for seven years before coming to the NFL. So it's not like he's just some fly-by-the-seat-of-his-pants up-and-coming linebackers coach that has no experience doing anything. No, this guy has legitimate NFL pedigree. He has legitimate coaching experience. And so to bring him in and coach this team, I mean, this would be, upgrade is the wrong term, but it would immediately solidify this defensive staff. And I say upgrade is the wrong term because Perry and Moss are, are obviously respected coaches. That's why they're in demand elsewhere. But I think that would solidify this team it would allow them to be more flexible in the in the fronts that they use because of the differences in in background. You know, Michael Barrow came from a different defense in Miami. 
Rashard is coming from his his experience in Seattle. Obviously, Barrow was in that system in Seattle, and Pettin was around that system for the last year, even though it's not the same scheme that, that he would run and has run with his defenses. It's It's got some similarities. It's a little bit more multiple in the fronts and the, and the looks that he's going to give. But there could be some congruencies here that make this team work. Before we move on, I want to remind you about our Pro Football Focus Edge giveaway. It hasn't gone away in the last week. You put your name and your Twitter handle in a review of this podcast on iTunes, and you'll be entered to win a Pro Football Focus Edge subscription. That's a $39.99 value and gets you access to things like player grades, snap counts, position ranks, fantasy projections, NFL draft coverage, which is going to be really helpful moving forward. They have a lot of stuff that's behind the paywall. You don't have to pay if you win our contest. And winning our contest is so easy, or at least entering it is. All you need to do is put your name and your Twitter handle in a review of the podcast on iTunes. It's that easy. I want to look around the the landscape right now and, and, and go into some of the coaching changes that have been made because I think they're relevant for Green Bay. And, and obviously the most relevant is the, the Matt Nagy hire with Chicago. This is a, this is a hire that I, I have been on for, for months, really. And I think it's a great fit for Chicago. I think it's a great fit for Mitch Trubisky. And this offense is going to look very different next year. They're going to be more creative. They're going to look a lot more like a college offense, a lot more like Alex Smith's offense in Kansas City did. And we don't know if Nagy can handle the administrative duties of being a head coach and what it takes to delegate responsibility and to take responsibility. But by all accounts, his his first week or so in Chicago has been nothing short of outstanding. Of course, they're going to say that. But I think people have, have gushed in a way that they don't necessarily always do with a new head coach. Sometimes, you know, you, you have a known quantity come in. Someone like John Fox comes in and you always hear about, oh, changing the culture. But you don't hear the kind of just like, oh, his, his attitude, his demeanor, charisma, whatever it is. Those things don't always translate. Those things don't always happen because, you know, Mike Malarkey gets the job in, in Tennessee. What, what, is, what is really going to be written? He's not a charismatic guy. He's not a young guy. And there's a reason that he doesn't have a job anymore. Now, you know, he's a respected football coach and rightfully so. He's been around the league for a long time. But... I think Nagy can come in and inject some life into a team that desperately, desperately needs it. Now, why you extend Ryan Pace, who I'm not sure is a very good GM, you know, that's that's their prerogative. I don't know if Mitch Trubisky is any good. I think this is the success of Nagy is gonna is gonna be pinned solely on his ability to make sure Mitch Trubisky can be at least an average or a competent NFL quarterback. That is certainly not a given at this point because Trubisky was bad last year. He made a couple of nice plays with his feet, made a couple of nice throws, but I'm talking about in the totality of the season, he looked unprepared. He looked raw, which is what he was coming out of school. This is why you don't draft a guy in the top three with 13 career starts. But if Nagy can come in, there are some pieces there. They have a solid interior offensive line. They've got the running backs in place. Cameron Meredith is coming back off injury. I don't think they can count on Kevin White. But they have a boatload of cap space to spend this this offseason. And so they could turn around in a hurry. That defense is good. They kept Vic Fangio. And so the Bears are not going to be a joke. They're going to get better. 
we, we assume. The Lions are likely to hire Matt Patricia, the defensive coordinator for the New England Patriots. It's an interesting hire to me because the Patriots' defense, first of all, is masterminded by Bill Belichick, and second of all, hasn't been great. Hasn't been great. At the end of the year last year, they were playing better, and they and they snuck into the top 10 by weighted DVOA, but, but they were giving up yardage by the fistfuls. And yards don't matter as much as points. They've always been a good scoring defense because they're a very good red zone defense. But how much of that is Bill Belichick and how much of that is Matt Patricia? The Patriots defense this year is bad. Straight up bad. And this is going to be the season that catapults Patricia into head coaching duties? It's a curious hire. Now, not because Patricia is not a respected coach. He is. But he's a totally unproven coach who hasn't coached great defenses. And we all assume that Bill Belichick is in charge. And we assume that because he is. So how much responsibility can he handle? How much better can he make this team, if at all? Is he going to bring in an offensive staff? What is going to be the situation with Matthew Stafford? How much is that going to change? We don't know. Now that defense has a lot of talent on it. We know that. But they got rid of the guy who masterminded that defense, Terrell Austin. He's in Cincinnati now. And so will it be better with Matt Patricia? We don't know. But there's a lot of upheaval going on in this division. And this is, at the same time, the Minnesota Vikings are going to the NFC Championship game. That If they win it, they're going to go play a Super Bowl in their building. And if they win it, they'll probably have beaten the best franchise in the sport. They'll have beaten Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft. And they'll have done it in a season that the Packers faltered in a big way. Now, obviously, the Aaron Rodgers injury has a, has a huge role to play in all this, but who did he get hurt against on a borderline illegal play? Now, that said, Pat Shermer, the offensive coordinator in Minnesota, and the guy who I think deserves the most credit for the rise of the Vikings, and, and I mean that in this particular way, this was a team that Mike Zimmer was always going to coach the hell out of that defense. And, and Rick Spielman deserves all the credit that he's gotten for putting together that defense. It's a stellar, stellar unit. One of the most loaded and talented defenses we've seen since some of those prime Seahawks teams. And, and probably going back even further than that, I think you could make the case they're more talented player for player than some of those um, mid-2000 Bears teams. I mean, they're in the class with, with like that, those early Ravens teams. The Ray Lewis, Ed Reed Ravens. And when you look around and they've got Pro Bowl, all pro type players at every level, multiple guys at some levels. I mean, it is a loaded defense. The offense was the key here. Could they have someone create an offense that did well enough to win them games, to win them playoff games? And you bring in Stephon Diggs, you hit on Adam Thielen. Latavius Murray gives you just enough. And you make the right backup quarterback signing. You get Case Keenum, who's going to get paid a boatload of money regardless of what happens the rest of the way. And now Pat Shermer is going to go to the Giants. He is the, he is the architect of this offense and, the, and truly the difference maker. Again, Mike Zimmer is the reason they're this good because that defense is the best third down defense in modern NFL history by a mile. It's incredible what they do on third down. I mean, they are the opposite of Green Bay and what they have been, at least in terms of situational football. 
But the, the, the X factor has been the offense's improvement and the case Keenum's play. And they're going to lose the guy who ushered in this recent era of, not even an era yet, this recent streak of good offensive play. And so can they bring in a guy that's going to be able to extend that? Maybe. And maybe it won't matter because the defense is going to be so good and they'll keep either Teddy Bridgewater or Case Keenum or potentially both, but but probably not all three of the guys that are currently there. All three of them could get paid like starting quarterbacks next year. And two of the three may not be in Minnesota. So there's going to be some upheaval there. Now, Viking fans and the Viking organization aren't going to care if they win the Super Bowl. And they are certainly capable of doing that. If there's a team that can that can make Tom Brady a little bit nervous and more than a little bit nervous, it's this Vikings defense. And Case Keenum can do some things when he's got time. The Patriots can't rush the passer. Diggs and Thielen are a problem. I mean, this is the team the Packers are looking up at in the NFC. And it might be the only team, frankly. The Eagles, when they get Wentz back, maybe, but Wentz is, is an unproven commodity. The Rams are talented, but they peed down their legs in their first playoff game. I don't think the, the drop-off between Kyle Shanahan and Steve Sarkeesian in Atlanta can be overstated. I think very clearly that, that's an issue for them and, and, and how good their defense can be moving forward. We'll see. I think right now the only team in the NFC that the Packers look at and say, I don't know if we're as talented as them. I don't know if we're as good as them as Minnesota. I mean, that's where we are right now. And that's a tough place to be in. And that is why the Packers went through such upheaval this offseason because they needed a shakeup. Now, I, I think it's possible that we could say a year from now that all these guys are gone because if they underachieve again, I think it's very much in play that that the Packers decide, okay, we're just, the, the last year of the McCarthy contract, we're just, you know, you can coach from home or wherever, you know, he'll get a job. And we don't know what the offset language looks like. This is a prove-it year for the Packers coming up. And so they need to they need to solidify this team. I, I think they made the first step in hiring Mike Patton. They, they did a good thing. And I think Brian Gutekunst is a very good way to maintain continuity here. But that's not it. There's there's more work left to do. If you're not following what's going on with Milwaukee basketball, you need to get with it because the Bucks have been one of the most exciting teams in the league all season. They've won a couple big games lately, beat the Wizards the other night in a game that, that could be important, even in a January game, could be important down the stretch because they're going to be fighting with the Wizards for playoff seating. Jabari Parker not even back healthy yet, so the Bucks are going to be a fun team to follow and keep track of for the next couple months as the Packers go through their offseason. So you need to stay locked on Bucks the same way you stay locked on Packers. All right, we're going to have two more podcasts this week. We're going to have a Thursday podcast and a Friday podcast just to, just to keep you up to date on everything that's happening talk about some of the things the Packers are going to be looking for at, at this offseason. We'll we could have more news about defensive coaches. We could have more coaching news in general come out. And so we're going to talk about all the news that, that is part of the NFL paradigm here. All the things that affect what Green Bay does, what they might do, what they won't do. It's all here. I'm going to bring it to you as much as I can in this condensed format, and I'm, I'm going to try and keep the pods short in the offseason. I'm going to try not yet. I know I've I've pushed the limits with some of the interviews that I've done, and and we've gone over 30. 
I will not go over 30 uh, over the next couple months unless there is some enormous breaking news that we need to go over. Um, I just, I, I don't want to burden you. I know there's a lot to do. I mean, I, I came back from my vacation and I had just an overwhelming amount of podcasts that I needed to listen to and wanted to listen to, frankly. I hope this is one of those for you. I hope you continue to listen as we move through the off season. Again, we're going to have a show obviously today. We'll have one Thursday. We'll have one Friday. And then we'll be back next week. We'll do Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. Remember, I want to space out the podcast a little bit just because it allows us to cover more ground. If I do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, then we could have too many days where stuff can happen. So that extra day just gives me a little extra buffer to catch those little nuggets so that I can bring them to you. We can discuss them and we can move forward and we're going to do that. So we'll be back here tomorrow, Thursday. We'll have a ton more to talk about the next couple days and then into next week back on our normal off season schedule which will be not normal yet, but it will be normal starting next week, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. So you need to stay, as always, locked on Packers.